Relic Radio. This is Relic Radio Sci-Fi, old-time radio science fiction stories from RelicRadio.com. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. On page 2429 of Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, you'll find defined the word transmigrate, derived from the Latin transmigratus, meaning to go or move from one place to another, to pass from one state of existence to another. Today's tale concerns one Harry L. Spend, who conceived and controlled such activity. No one had ever done that Harry, if I ask you a question, do you think you could give me a truthful answer? Gladys. For instance, when don't I tell you the truth? Why is the attic locked? I can't tell you. I'm your wife. Why shouldn't I know? Because if you did, Gladys, you might not want to be my wife for very long. mystery drama, Harry's Taxi and the Tea Machine, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Larry Haynes. I shall return shortly with Act One. When did our story happen? I can't give you the exact date, but I can say... It was closer to the 22nd century than ours. The Galileo program for exploring Jupiter and its satellites, the Venus orbiting radar project for mapping Venus, these and many more investigations into space are history. But on Earth, the problems remain the same. The square-pegged man trying to fit himself into a round hole. Our curtain rises as a meeting of scientists breaks up. And that about winds up our discussion and business today. So I hereby declare the meeting of the Milky Way Watchers is concluded. Cornelius, you chaired a very good session today. You really kept things moving. I have to, Harry. You know how scientists are. Yes, I uh, don't know what I do without these meetings. It's the only thing that keeps me going. Harry, what are you talking about? Cornelius, I'm a scientist, a trained, professional, space race scientist put out of work. Do you know what that means? No, no, of course you don't. You've got your teaching job. You've got tenure. You've, you've never been in this spot. With your qualifications, something's bound to turn up. In these times, are you kidding? Well, if you want to lift home, I'll keep the flag up. You can ride for free. Oh, Harry, my heart goes out to you. It really does. A scientific genius like you, driving a taxi. Oh, I never thought I'd be doing it this long, Cornelius. 
I'll tell you something else. I'm not even earning a decent wage. What I bring home to Gladys after a long day's work, it's terrible. You try delivering fares anywhere in town these days. Those north and south and cross-town throughways they built in 1999. They're hopeless, Cornelius. The same traffic, the same trucks and gridlocks as in my great-grandfather's day. Are you sure I can't give you a lift? I've got my electro car. See you at the next meeting, Harry. If I'm still around. Is that a threat? No. Wishful thinking. I'd like to be on the next galaxy flight to anywhere. Good night, Cornelia. That was a mistake. I mean, saying if I'm still around. I wouldn't want anyone, not even my old friend Cornelius, to have an inkling of what I was working on. So I'd better watch what I say. As it is, Gladys is getting more suspicious every day, wondering... Why I spend so much time in the attic. Harry, is that you? I've been worried sick. Oh, Gladys, honey, I'm sorry. There was a meeting tonight of the Milky Way Watchers, and it broke up late. Oh, darling, why didn't you call me? I forgot all about the meeting. You know I worry about you with all those crazy drivers on the road. Come on into the kitchen. I've kept dinner hot for you. Oh, good. How's Grandpa? He's had seconds of everything. He's probably asleep by now. Now, come on, sit down and relax. I've got pot roast and a very nice salad with hearts of palm. Honey, Mm? I didn't do so well today. No long hauls out to the spaceport or over the big bridge. Nothing but short hops in the city. And you just try to hop in the city. (laughs) Can't be done. Gladys, I am just not cut out for driving a taxi. Oh, something good is going to happen real soon. You'll see, and and you can give it up. You're a sweetheart, but you really don't know. There isn't a job today for a spaceway scientist. Well, then you've got to make your own job. Now, eat. Hmm. Make my own job? Oh, this is good. Harry, if I ask you a question, can you give me a truthful answer? Gladys. Since when don't I tell you the truth? I did the house cleaning today, and I went upstairs, and the door to the attic was locked. Now, since when have you been locking that door? Well, it's, uh, it's it's been locked for about, uh, four months. Can you tell me why? Well, you know what I've got up there. I've stored all my electronic and magnetic gear and that big telescope. The truth is, honey, I've been, uh, experimenting on something. It, it, it keeps my hand in, you see. And if I don't keep at it, I might as well give up. Oh, I, I knew you were doing something secret up there. I, I don't mind that. I know you and Grandpa are, are locked in there for hours. I just don't like being treated as if I couldn't be trusted. Well, it, it gives Grandpa something to do. After all, he, he was one of the first to develop the high-intensity laser. And he's got some good ideas. I'm glad Grandpa's living with us. He's fun. And I I don't mind walking his dog when he forgets to. But what I don't like is secrecy. Just take a look at this month's electric bill, the one that came today. One thousand dollars. There's got to be a mistake. That's what I said when I called the power company. They checked their records, Harry. It's no mistake. 
You're using that electricity in the attic, aren't you? Well, I'm using some, but I have no idea. Okay, okay, so don't tell me. Oh, honey, you're angry. I'm disappointed. You have another life, and I'm not part of it. Grandpa's part of it, but I'm not. We sell our car, and we mortgage the house so you can buy a, a hydrostatic taxi. That's valuable. But every night you park it on the street. Well, I, I've got scientific equipment in the garage, too, honey. You know that. Well, I've never seen it. You could have ten dead bodies in there, and I'd never know. Darling, I am working on something very, very important. If everything goes as I hope, of course, I'll, uh, I'll let you in on it. When? I, I don't know when. Have you finished eating? That's all I want, thank you. Coffee? No, no, thanks. And, and that's another thing, Harry. You're picky about what you eat. And yet several times last week, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I, I smell bacon and eggs frying. Now, how do you think I feel about that? That, that? that I don't give my husband enough to eat? I love you so darn much, and, and it's awful to know that you don't trust me. Bacon and eggs frying. That's the one unfortunate side effect of my tea machine. When it's an operation, it gives out that odor. As for confiding in Gladys, I will. I will all in good time. After all, it was Grandpa who first gave me the equation and the possibilities. And he is her grandfather. Grandpa, are you in your room? Oh, hi, Harry. Is my granddaughter going out? Yes, she uh, went over to see Mildred. Do you feel like uh, putting in a little time on the tea machine? I'm right behind you. Come on, Bozo. Hi. I was in my room today, and I heard Gladys going up these stairs and trying to get into the attic. Yes, she uh, she told me. She was pretty angry. Came down, barged into my room. Why was the attic locked? What was the big secret around here? I said I didn't know anything about it. Uh. Yeah. Now, Bozo, go and lie down in the corner on your pad. I got some flack, too, when I got home. Not that I blame her. Oh, what did you say? Oh, that she'd know all about it when I thought the time was right. It's my turn today to operate the telescope. Uh, Grandpa. Grandpa, for 200 years it's been called an electroscope. Don't be so old-fashioned. These babies can bring in 15 light years. Anyway, it's my turn to pull in Numitor. Well... You think you can? It's an elusive planet. Well, I've watched how you calibrate it. All right, let's start by checking equipment and procedure. Uh, you call it, and I'll check the log. All right. Uh, transmigrator dimensions of cylinder, height seven feet, diameter four feet, shell, compounded magnesium, zinc, lithium fused to elements AG. 767 and AG933. Well, Bozo, be quiet. Uh, what do you have in mind for tonight? Well, let's try another transmigration. The receiving cylinder in the garage checks out. Well, I haven't touched it since yesterday's test. Well, what substance shall we try? We've transmigrated a chair, a lunar marker, a case of antique French wines dating back to the 1970s. Yes, well, Grandpa, each of those had different molecular arrangements. Wood, stone, and liquid. <laughs> Bozo! Uh, three different kinds, and each of them 
moved from this cylinder to the one in the garage without a hitch. Okay, Bozo, now you'll catch it. If you don't cut it out, I'm putting you into that cylinder and transmigrate you into the garage. Grandpa, a dog would have a different molecular arrangement. What? You mean Bozo? Why not? An animal, a living creature. Oh, that would sure be a great scientific step forward. Look, I'll slide open the cylinder door. Then, supposing I put those those pad inside so we'll know to lie on it, huh? Uh, no, no, I, I don't like it. Maybe we should start with rodents. But, Grandpa, we don't have any rodents. But don't you have complete faith in our tea machine? Limited faith. I mean... Supposing Bozo makes the trip, but when we open the secondary cylinder, his tail is on his nose. Yes, I suppose that's possible. All right, we'll just run it once, empty, to make sure no active particles remain inside from previous tests. I've got Numitor on my crosshairs. I'm ready to fire it up when you say go. Check out the receiving cylinder. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. There's not a speck of magnetic particles. Oh, oh. I love that great smell of frying bacon and eggs. I've got to do something about that, Grandpa. It's not dignified. All right, come on, let's go. Bozo. Come on, Bozo. Time to leave, Bozo. Harry. He's not in this room. Bozo, stop kidding around. Well, he's not anywhere in the attic. There's no place he could have gotten into. Except the cylinder when you opened it and put his pad inside. He could have crawled in there when I was yelling at him. No, he's not in the cylinder. He transmigrated. That could be. Sure, that must be. In the garage, that's where he'll be. I hope so. I sure hope so. And I hope his tail is in the right place. We have all learned in school that the various identities possessed by matter are merely ions arranged into a certain pattern visible to the naked eye. Disconnect those particles, move them through space, and reconnect them, and you have transmigration. However, sometimes theories have a way of backfiring, as we may see when I return shortly with Act Two. I told you, didn't I, that our tale of the cab-driving scientist and the transmigrator he invented takes place sometime in the near future. I say this is more of a probability than a possibility, because today's scientists have said so, and written it up in no little details. However, such a discovery is only as good as the uses to which it is put. I can't get the garage door to open. Oh, of course, you've locked it. Now, Harry, hurry, open up. If Bozo's been hurt, I don't know what I'll do. Okay, I'll get the light. 
cylinder's warm. Well, go on and open it up. Uh, no, 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 don't. I don't want to know. Uh, yes, I, I, I do. Okay. Here goes. Cylinder door. Bozo. Bozo, old boy, how are you? You all right? <laughs> he, he did it, Harry. He did it. No, no, Grandpa. We did it. Disintegrated in the attic and reformed in the garage. Grandpa, it's a triumph. That's okay, Bozo. You just stay close by Grandpa. We'll take him back to the attic, examine him, and write it all up in the journal. It's our first breakthrough, Grandpa. A living creature can move through time and space by the application of wavelengths from the planet Numitor. Just think, think of where this could lead. Yeah. If you made the transmigrator cylinders big enough, you could move a whole busload of people anywhere, even an army. We could be the airline in space. Anywhere you want to go, zip, you're there. No more, no more space shuttles. We just fly up a large enough container to receive the payload and transmigrate the stuff from here. Of course, it might take a little time before people really trusted to have themselves dematerialized to get from one place to another. Yes. You! Is that you in the garage? Oh, Gladys is back from her mother's. What are you two doing in here? Well, no wonder there's no room for the taxi with that, that, that great big round thing practically up to the ceiling. Uh, uh, Grandpa, will you take Gladys into the house? I'll be over in a few minutes. I don't want to go there right now. This garage is as much mine as yours, Harry. Oh, you two, you're impossible. I give you both a big filling dinner, and you have to fry up a mess of eggs and bacon in the garage. Now, don't tell me you haven't, because I can smell it. Hey, come on, Gladys. Let's get back to the house. Harry has things he wants to do. Uh, come on, Bozo. Oh, mystery, mystery, secrets, secrets. You know better than Harry is. You're no better at all. Uh, and before you two leave here, I want you to air this place out. It smells awful. You've got to let Gladys in on this soon. She's worse not knowing. I will. I will. Do you know what occurred to me? I've got to put in a set of emergency controls in the primary cylinder so that if you wanted to do the switchover alone, Grandpa, you could. I'm not sure it's quite ready for the public yet. Oh, I agree. I agree. But it's close. I don't know. Have you taken a good look at Bozo's ears? Why? They're both upside down. Grandpa. Come on, Grandpa. Wake up. Huh? Oh, uh, well, what, what, uh, what time is it? It's 6 a.m. I've got to go to work. Okay. Have a good day, Harry. Yeah, Grandpa, listen. I, I uh... I need your help. What? You know that big, heavy, double-storage battery up in the attic? Can, could you give me a hand and help me put it into my cab? Oh, oh, that thing? It weighs a ton. What do you want to do that for? Well, it's all charged up. It's got a week's charge of Numitor rays. I know that. Who helped you charge it? Um, why are you taking it away? Well, I talked to Bob Platt last night. He's one of the last cabinet makers left. He works in real wood. I told him I wanted a strong box with two handles for a big... Big batteries, and he said he'd make it, and I should bring it down. 
What do you want a portable pack for, anyway? It's got to be used with the cylinders. Well, it's uh, just an idea of mine. Come on, Grandpa, let's go. Gladys will wake up, and then I'll get it from her. An idea of yours. What are you going to use for your transporter, your taxi? Hey, taxi! Uh, can you have a cab make a U-turn? A, a U-turn in this traffic? I'm heading downtown and across town, City Hospital. Okay. Hey, which way are you going? Uh, across and then downtown. Make any difference to you? No, I guess not. This isn't a very good street to cross on. Those cars up ahead aren't moving. Oh, no street's a good street to get across town. Are you in a hurry? I'm a doctor. I'm late for an operation. Oh, well, that's too bad. I'll do my best. Ah, oh, this traffic is fierce. I don't see how you drivers get around. We don't. Uh, doctor, if you don't mind, will you sit back in your seat? Huh? Oh, I, I, I was just looking at that tremendous battery on the floor next to you. That must be a 500-volt power pack. Yeah, something like that. What time is it? Oh, we'll never make it. Now, Doctor, you keep on like that. You're going to need a doctor. Now, just sit back and relax. I'll get you there. Yes, but when? Where are we? I don't know. We're in the middle of an intersection. There's a truck in front of me. I can't see the street sign. And nothing's moving. Listen, I, I better get out and find a phone. Hope they can dig up a resident to take my place in the operating room. Uh, uh, driver, have you got to change of a bill? Yes. Yes, sure have. Now, you go phone. I'll still be here when you get back. Thanks. Thanks. I hope I can get through to the hospital. Uh, that was the uh, city hospital you wanted to go to, wasn't it? Hey, hey driver. You put the change machine on that big battery and it's making sparks. It uh, was the city hospital, wasn't hey. it? Hey, what's going on Just here? Just hold on to your medicine bag, doctor. I think we're moving. Myself. Uh, how, how did you do it? One minute we're tied up in traffic, the next I'm here. <laughs> Say, here's a ten for you. And let me have your name and phone number in case I have to get somewhere in a hurry. Well, as a matter of fact, Doctor, I'm uh, going out of the taxi business. You're my last fare. Your last customer? Forever. Say... I, I think your engine's overheating. It sure smells like fried eggs and bacon. Well, thanks again for the fast ride. Hello? Uh, Grandpa, it's me, Harry. I'm calling for my cab. Are you alone? I mean, is Gladys there? I don't know where she is right now. Well, what do you mean, right now? I'm uh, not going to like this. I found the door to the attic open. She must have found a key. Well, is she in there? I went in, but she's not there. I don't know where she is. Uh, why, did, why did you call me? Oh, uh, Grandpa, I think I'm on to something tremendous. Do you know that power pack with the stored pneumatol wavelengths? I think I got a hernia from lifting. Now, listen to me. I don't think we need the cylinders anymore to transmigrate matter. My taxi became a transporter. Well, you see, I accidentally laid my money change machine across the terminals, and that's all I had to do. Are you sure? Well, I'm parked here outside City Hospital, and 
Ten minutes ago, I was about 60 blocks away. Look, I'll explain the whole thing when I get home. And here's the doctor's card, Grandpa. Now, you just call him and ask him. I tell you, we were 60 blocks away and made it just like that from the attic to the garage. You, him, the hover cab, the whole kit and caboodle transmigrated across town? Oh, we'll never be able to patent this. They'll throw us into a straitjacket first. But don't you believe me? Oh, yes, I do. I do. I just don't know how to take it. Well, perhaps any enclosed space could act as a transporting vehicle. Now, we'll have to experiment and see. Anyway, it convinced me of one thing, Grandpa. My taxi driving days are over. We're going to live out of our savings until this is perfected. It's too good a thing just to work on in my spare time. I wonder what Gladys will say. Oh, by the way, is she home? I don't think so. But I didn't see her go out. Well, what made you think she went up to the attic? Because the door was open, and I was sure we locked it last night. Let's go have a look. If Gladys was up here this morning, she didn't disturb anything. There's a faint fried eggs and bacon smell, but I thought that could have been from last night's test. Yes, you're right. It's been used. You don't think it's from last night? We didn't use the tea machine yesterday or the day before. We were charging up the power pack. No, I I don't believe it. It's not possible. I know what you're thinking. But I don't think so either. Well, I'll never forgive myself. She's been inside that cylinder since this morning. Come here. Come over. Come over here. Yeah, put your hand on the cylinder. Yeah, okay. It's warm. It's been activated. She's gone. Grandpa, she got in here and somehow turned on the emergency controls, and that was it. She's gone. Well, Harry, don't just stand there. Let's hightail it for the garage. Gladys could be in the receiving cylinder this very minute. If she's been in there more than an hour, I don't hold out much hope. Cornelius, to wake you in the middle of the night, but I I, I just had to come over. I need your help. I need it bad. Harry, you're white as a sheet. Here, let let me give you a drink. I've had a great shock. You're the only one in our profession I respect, the only one I can turn to. Oh, come on, just drink it down. Count to ten, and then we'll talk. Cornelius, would you mind coming home with me right now? I've got my hover cab outside. It can't wait till morning. I can't even explain it to you. I have to show you the problem. Sure, sure, I'll come. But uh, can't you clue me in? It's Gladys. Gladys? What what, what happened to Gladys? She's she's gone, Cornelius. I love that girl. You mean she's not at home? No, she's gone. And I know where she is. I I mean, where she must be. But I can't reach her. Cornelius, you're the only one who can help me. is a fused tank made of an alloy of lithium, zinc, magnesium, and two AG elements. Now, we focus the Gaza electroscope on zero center of the planet Numator, reverse its waves, back them down through the controller, and activate. Anything placed inside transmigrates to a receiving cylinder I've set up in the garage. Transmigration? 
You've done it. Why, it's been a dream since Galileo. Well, today when I was out, Gladys must have come in here. She must have gotten into the cylinder and in trying to get out, hit the emergency controls. When I came home, it was too late. Molecular retardation must have set in. The secondary cylinder was empty. I would say probably right now she is somewhere between the two dimensions. Well, I've been going crazy trying to figure no, out no, what no, to no, do. Don't panic. Matter is indestructible. So her particles are still viable. I love her, Cornelius. Harry, you and I have got the brains. It's only a question of application. Now, uh, could I see a demonstration? Oh, sure, naturally. Is there anything in particular you'd like me to pass from here to the secondary cylinder? A chair, a glass of water, you name it. We ought to use an uh, animate living object. Do you have any experimental rodents? Oh, yes, I went out last week, and I got a batch of mice. Come here, you. Cornelius, pull back the cylinder door, will you? Yes. Harry, if your concept is valid, you're going to be the most acclaimed scientist of the century. Now, what good is that to me if I've made the most precious person in my life disappear? All right. I'm going to pull the switch. Then we put a mouse in... Maybe we can get Gladys out. Science is a curious taskmaster. As Harry tries to make his tea machine give up his wife, I'm reminded of Louis Pasteur's warning. When moving forward to the discovery of the unknown, he said, the scientist is like a traveler who reaches higher and higher summits from which he sees in the distance new countries to explore. Be ready for what you find. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Our protagonist, Harry L. Spend, space ray scientist, has used the power from a distant planet to try to rescue his wife, who has placed herself out of the orbit of the dimensions we live in. He has placed a mouse into his tea machine, and now with his friend Cornelius, is opening the secondary cylinder. Well, the mouse made it. So it did. It was a dumb hope. But I sort of was wishing putting the mouse in would, would release Gladys. Speaking arithmetically, I'd say that if an exchange could be made, you'd have to match up a complex organism with another equally complex. You mean another human being would have to be transmigrated? Then and then both might come out here. But, um, Harry, I'm interested in this mouse. You know what I would do if I wanted to fool the scientific community? What? I'd go hot-footing over to a pal of mine with a story that my wife had disappeared. That she'd dematerialized herself in a transmigrator. Then, I'd persuade my friend to come see the apparatus in operation, place a mouse into the so-called sending cylinder, and have another mouse planted in the receiving cylinder. Is that what you think? That I fooled you? Normal scientific suspicion. Now, why don't we go back to your attic and see if the first little mouse isn't where you left it? Well, I'll take this one with me. I'm sorry I didn't have you tag it when you put it in, but... 
It never, never occurred to me that you'd think I'd fake it. Oh, Harry, don't get me wrong. I, I, I want to believe you. But what do I have to go on? Only what I see, not what I analyze and know. Well, we'll start by my proving to you there's only one mouse if we have to run him and his friends through a dozen times. What time is it? Uh, seven o'clock. Oh. We've been at it all night, Harry. I have never been more impressed. I'd better call my mother. She'll wake up and she'll wonder why I haven't made breakfast for her. Well, I'll go make some fresh coffee. You help yourself to the phone. Hello? Mother, it's Cornelius. Oh, I was beginning to worry. You're not usually out of the house so early. I'm over at Harry Spence. I've been with them all night doing some planetary evaluations. Oh, that's good. Uh, how is Harry? Oh, he's fine. We're hard at work, Mother. All right, dear. Take care and give my regards to Gladys. She's such a darling girl. I will, Mother. Goodbye. Two coffees. Mother said, um, give my regards to Gladys. Oh. Harry, there's no question about it. You've got something here. Oh, well, it works. That's the proof. You're uh, writing up a paper, of course. Hmm? Oh, I will. I, will. I, I mean, I plan to. All my data is in a journal Grandpa and I keep. Which reminds me, he'll uh, be knocking on the attic door in a few minutes. The journal is the only evidence you've got? Well, that's the only record of the work so far. Yes, I see. Basically, you have discovered an interdimensional channel which can accommodate the ion disarrange and the ion rearrange. Yes. Uh, uh, who's that? Well, that's Grandpa, I told you. You let him up here? Well, he knows all about this. Yes, come in, Grandpa. It's not locked. Harry, you didn't go to bed last night. Oh, oh, hi. Don't I know you? Uh, Grandpa, this is uh, Cornelius, an old friend. Yeah, sure. We met at the Milky Way Watchman. Harry snuck me in. I uh, think I'll be on my way, Harry. Oh, yes, Cornelius. And uh, I'm counting on you. I've got to get Gladys back. Say, I've got an idea. If she's somewhere in space... Couldn't we talk to her with radiomagnetic waves? Grandpa, her molecules are dispersed... She has no ears, no senses, no way of understanding sound. It's also tragic. Harry, let, let me think about this. It may take a little time. I, I've got the entire equation in these notes. Don't you worry. We'll get Gladys back somehow. I'll be talking to you. Isn't that fellow sort of strange? Hmm? Uh, Cornelius, what makes you say that? I come in, and suddenly he gets up and leaves. Oh, it, it, it's nothing to do with you, Grandpa. I've kept him up all night. He's been absorbing in five hours what we've done in five months. Right now, he probably knows as much about it as we do. Well, i better enter last night's transmigration in the journal. And uh, where is the journal? Well, it was right here on the table when I came in. I saw it. Huh. You think it fell behind the desk? Uh, uh, no, no, not here. Well, it's got to be here. It couldn't have walked out. I think it did. Your friend took it with him. Harry, it's nice to see you. I don't know what Cornelius does with his time, but this past week has just been one thing after another. He's hardly home. 
Uh, was he expecting you? Uh, no, no. I, I've been trying to get him on the phone, but he's never here, so I took a chance and drove over. Oh. Uh, did you hear him last night at the special Milky Way Watchman meeting? Oh, he was brilliant. No, well, I didn't go. Nobody told me about it. Oh, I was there. He announced his discovery, and the phone has been ringing all day. Scientific journals, newspapers... Well, I knew he was up to something because a man came down from Washington to see him and then a four-star general from the Pentagon, or, or is it the Hexagon now? Oh, to think after all these years of teaching high school science, my Cornelius is going to be recognized. Mother? I, I, I'm in the parlor, Cornelius. Uh, guess who's come to pay you a surprise visit, dear? Hi, hello, Harry. I, 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 I've been meaning to call you. Well, your mother's been... And telling me you seem to have built the uh, better mousetrap. Oh, yes. I, I was going to tell you about it. Would you believe it, Harry? Cornelius has discovered how to move people and things through space in a second. Has he? I was just thinking, Harry. Why don't you and I duck over to your place? I'd like to have another look-see at your setup. And I, I think I've come up with an answer to your problem. <laughs> Your mother is very proud of you. She uh, doesn't know your discovery was stolen from me. That's not so. I started with your idea. It got me thinking, which you wanted me to do. And I developed a new angle to transmigration, which is transmutation. And it is foolproof. No one gets lost. I don't believe you. No, not in a million years could you have developed an alternate idea in one week. You used all my data and all my equations. You're just angry because someone's improved on your primitive logic. The Milky Way galaxy contains a hundred billion stars. And if you think Numitor has the only transferal wave power, you're off your head. And you're nothing but a lying, cheating, conniving thief. Oh, as I could... You get away. Get away from me. Get off me. Now, let go listen to me, taxi driver. A little smart to accuse a man bigger than you are. Cornelius. <laughs> The tea machine's on. Uh, Harry. Harry. What are you doing on the floor? Harry, wake, wake, wake up. Oh. Oh. Grandpa. Oh. Oh, my neck. You have frightened me to death. What happened? He choked me and I blacked out. Cornelius? <sighs> that big ox. Oh, here. Take a sip of this. It'll help. Oh, thanks. What did he do that for? He stole a transmigrator. He's been in touch with Washington and all kinds of people for commercial application. They think it's his. Where is he? Well, he's not up here. And I didn't pass him on the stairs. Oh, you must have had some fright. There's broken blood. <laughs> Fried eggs and bacon. What? Could he be in the cylinder? We've got to open it. I'll bet anything that after he knocked me out, he went poking around inside and accidentally triggered the emergency switch. 
Well, then he's in the secondary cylinder in the garage, darn it. I guess we'd better go down and let the so-and-so out. Are you coming, Grandpa? I wouldn't miss it. through, all right. The cylinder's worn. Okay, here it goes. Gladys! Harvey, what is this? Gladys. What, what am I doing in here? Well, I, I, I don't know. I just got here. Darling, are you all right? Oh, of course I'm all right. Why shouldn't I be? Oh, darling. <laughs> My sweetheart. Harvey, what is this? You don't usually act like this, especially in front of Grandpa. Anyway, I can't think what I was doing in that, that metal thing. Oh, you don't know how glad I am to see you. Uh, well, it serves me right. I, I must have come snooping around the garage. I, I'm ashamed of myself. And you're not ashamed of Harry leaving his hovercraft out front so he can use this garage as an extra lab? Oh, I could have bit my tongue when I said that. Ashamed of Harry? Someday, they're going to realize what a brilliant scientist he is, and they'll be beating a path to our door. You know something, child? That day could be tomorrow. I'm going back into the house. It must be late. Don't be long, Harry. No, I won't, darling. Oh, thank heaven she's safe. Well, what do you think? Retribution doesn't only happen in heaven. Yes, I'd say that Cornelius got himself into the channel for transmigration... And Gladys was already there. Then her molecules rearranged themselves, and she surfaced in the secondary cylinder. Cornelius in, Gladys out. That means it would take another human being to effect his release. I can't imagine anyone doing such a favor for your friend, Cornelius. Now, Grandpa will have to think this through. I wouldn't want my worst enemy spending his life broken up into a small matter. I think we should give Cornelius some minor credit. You hear that, Cornelius? Wherever you are, your name will appear in the fine print. Grandpa, I told you, out there they can't hear you. Oh, that's right. You said no ears, no sounds, no brain, no nothing. <laughs> I must say, I agree with the great Huxley who said, I am too much of a skeptic to deny the possibility of anything. When I introduced Harry to you, I described him as a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. I was mistaken. Harry managed to make science adjust itself to Harry's dimensions and his discoveries. I shall return shortly. He touched me. Touch her with Chantilly, and suddenly nothing is the same. Perfume, spray mist, dusting powder. He touched me. The story of an American boy who becomes an English aristocrat and wins the hearts of everyone he meets. The world should always be a little better because a man has lived. Little Lord Fauntleroy, back again on TV with Ricky Schroeder as Fauntleroy and Sir Alec Guinness as his grandfather, the Earl. An ITT presentation Tuesday. Check your listings for time and station. This message sponsored by ITT. 
This is what happened to Larry, another reader, or is it victim, of Ravenhouse Mysteries. I was at the bus stop, reading the latest Ravenhouse paperback, when a lady walked by. She seemed familiar, like I knew her from somewhere. I followed her. She started to run, and I lost her in the crowd. The next day, I saw her again in the supermarket. Our eyes met over the lettuce. I said, Sarah, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> Ravenhouse mysteries are so engrossing. You can't help but let the mystery take over your life. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. I, I had her confused with the character in my Ravenhouse mystery. Ravenhouse publishes new mysteries every month. Which one will claim you as its victim? If you're clever enough, you'll find Ravenhouse mysteries wherever paperbacks are sold. <laughs> Like it or not, believe it or not, tales of the future, commonly called science fiction, are little more than 100 years old today. That's a century of fantasy, extravagance, and dreaming. You and I have lived to see many of those dreams realized. Genetic engineering, atomic power, robots, space travel are all here. It's going to take some doing for us to keep bringing you the believably incredible. But... I think we can do it. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Bernard Grant, Carol Titel, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Ravenhouse Paperback Mysteries. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. the show for this week but don't forget there are thousands more like it at relicradio.com horror strange tales science fiction crime all available for free if you'd like to donate to relic radio and help keep it all free you can do that through the website as well visit donate.relicradio.com to find out more and to see the special downloadable sets that are available my thanks to those who have donated and thanks for listening today talk to you again next week 